The text for the sermon this day is taken from that reading from 1 Peter, which I accidentally, I think I accidentally posted twice for you to hear. That's, that was what happened there a few moments ago. <laughs> but anyways, uh, probably was on my fault. But anyways, the words specifically beginning at verse 18 where it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. And jumping down to verse 21, it says, Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. That is the text. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When I look around, you know what I see? Losers. I mean, like folks who lost stuff. And we have, man. We have all of us. Homes and our families, normal lives. And you think life takes more than it gives, but not today. Today it's giving us something. It is giving us a chance. To do what? To actually care for a change. And I am not going to stand by and watch as billions of lives are being wiped out. Now, if, you're, if you couldn't catch on, that was, not, that was a quote from a movie. The movie specifically is Guardians of the Galaxy, volume number one. And kind of going with, I don't know if you noticed this, in the, in the first reading from Acts, uh, Paul three times makes reference to the culture in Athens. So the closest thing to pop culture there was there. He quoted from two poems and referenced the statue that was in the town. So this is our pop culture. And I don't know what exactly the name of the literary device is for it. If any of you are English majors, maybe you know. But when he said at the very beginning, Peter Quill, the main character, you know, this is their whole rallying scene. He says, when I look around you, you know what I see? Losers. While the character did not mean it the way that it comes off, that is probably the way the writer intended it, intended it to be. And you know what? I thought when I heard that the first time, I thought, what a beautiful image of what the church is. Everybody that is in the church, every human being is just that. A loser. On account of our sin, we are losers. There's nothing good in us. No righteousness, no goodness. Earlier this, for during the, there's a hymn that Martin Luther wrote. And if you look at our, um, the devotionals, the congregation at prayer, if you're wondering where to get them, they're on that back table right next to the window. But in there, there's the hymn of the week is Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice. It's a hymn that is a very, very good one for Christians to be familiar with. Because if anybody ever asks, wants to ask you, what does it mean to be a Christian? Go to that hymn and just read it to them. And actually, that was the purpose of those old hymns of the day. They used to be children's messages. They used to be a way to teach 
the basics of the Christian faith to children. So, but anyways, this is what the verse, so the second verse of it goes, fast bound in Satan's chains I lay, death brooded darkly o'er me, sin was my torment night and day, in sin my mother bore me. But daily deeper still I fell. My life became a living hell. So firmly sin possessed me. In sin my mother bore me. Referencing the psalmist when he says, in sin did my mother conceive me. Because you see, it is at conception that you are already a sinner. And sometimes we get this backwards. We think the re- that we are sinners because we sin. No, actually it's the other way around. We sin because we are sinners. Our sin is a manifestation of our deeper nature. Of the reality that there is nothing good in us. As if, you know, as driving up from Denison, and if right before you get to Schleswig, there's a big sign that says, uh, texting makes good people look bad. Anybody seen that? The theologian in me can't help but sit there and say, what are you talking about? There are no good people. <laughs> now, I'm not saying, okay, you can go text and everything. Don't, don't, don't be that person. But, but really, there is... No good people. Think about the ninth and tenth commandment. You shall not covet. If you've ever looked at something that you wanted that was not yours, that's coveting. In fact, if coveting wasn't a problem, advertisers would be out of business. Yesterday I was at Wizard World comic book convention in Des Moines. It was awesome. Got to meet Stan Lee. You know who Stan Lee is? He created Marvel Comics. It was awesome. I got to take a photo with him and everything. But anyways. Um, but anyways. When I was there, there's this one little book. There's like so many things around there that my covetous nature was definitely going wild. Looking at things I wanted, I saw like a, like a really awesome Superman cape that could be signed by Dean Cain, who played Superman in Lois and Clark. But I mean, that's the nature that all of us has. You shall not bear false witness. Anytime we lie, anytime we gossip, because we love to tell stories about other people, especially if they make us feel better about ourselves. You think, look at what this person did, so I must not be too bad. Or how about the fifth commandment? You shall not kill. Now, many of us think, well, I've never murdered anybody. Well, hopefully you haven't. But if we've ever hated somebody, if you ever said to somebody, you fool or you moron, you idiot, or that person's so stupid, you've committed murder in your heart. If you've seen somebody who was hungry, who, was, who had no clothing, who did not have shelter, and you were able to provide for them and you didn't, you basically said, no, I can't help you, I'd much rather you die. 
We are killing them with our heart, in our hearts. There is no good in us. And that quote, that scene in the movie, when he calls everybody losers, he says, I mean like folks with, who lost stuff, which is where he means it. We've lost stuff. This week we had two funerals, Thursday and Friday. And that is the consequence of our sin. Death, sickness, brokenness. That's why you turn on the news and you hear the horrible stories. When I was in Ankeny, I heard the horrible story of a 16-year-old girl in Perry. I don't know if anybody's heard about this. That they were basically starving to death. She was 68 pounds and she had a heart attack and died in a foster care. That is, those stories are the man, that is the cause. I mean, that's a specific sin. But the fact that you hear those things happening in this world, the fact that that person, that child was not, it did not have the opportunity to be raised in the family of their actual biological parents is a product of sin. That there is so much that we look around in the world that is a consequence of what we have done. Verse 3 of that hymn, he says, My own good works all came to naught, no grace or merit gaining, free will against God's judgment fought. So, our good works, even the things that we do that we think are good, are plagued with sin or tainted. How many things we do, we think, ah, finally I'm going to get my reward. Hopefully, we're all waiting for those thank yous. And if we don't get a thank you card for something we do, I'm not going to help them anymore. As if we need a reward, we need recognition for the good things we do. When in reality, you're just supposed to be doing those things because you're supposed to be doing those things and who cares what anybody, whether somebody gives you a thank you or not. Now, it's nice that they give you thank yous, but that should not be what you need. And no gradual, people that are graduating or confirming, I'm not giving you an excuse to not do your thank you cards. So I take the people that do those things, don't make that your reason to do good things. And again, it says here, free will against God's judgment fought. Our will is so turned against God that we don't want him. We hate God in our free will. We cannot make a decision for Jesus. We can't accept him into our hearts because our will is so turned against him. And the scriptures say this over and over and over that no one chooses him. No one can choose God. No one does, not even one. That is how we stand before God. We are the losers. Going back to that verse in 1 Peter 3. Christ suffered once for sins. The righteous for the unrighteous. So going on this theme of losership, let's change up the words. 
And yes, I could do a sermon on righteousness when we go into Romans in a couple weeks. But change up the words to saying, Christ suffered once for sins, the champion for the losers. See, Jesus, who was on a throne in heavenly glory, surrounded by angels and cherubim and seraphim, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Which, by the way, that's why we sing the Sanctus, or some version of it always. It's because you're going to be singing it in heaven. Better get used to it. So, I mean, there, I mean you read it. In the Bible, they're, they're singing, holy, 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 Lord Almighty, in the book of Isaiah. They're still singing it in Revelation. So, yeah, they sing it for a long time. They may be using a different tune, Probably are, probably a lot better too than any of us will ever come up with on this earth. But they're singing those words. But he's surrounded by them. And he gives up that throne to be born, to be in the womb of a teenage girl. 13 to 15 years old. And to be raised up in a town, in in the town of Nazareth. And then be rejected by the people in Nazareth. And then to be rejected by all the people in Jerusalem of Israel. And then to be arrested. To be crucified. To die. And to be buried. And then of course on the third day he rose. See in his death he bore your sins. (coughs) He bore The sins of the world. He who knew no sin became sin for us. And then comes your story. Many years ago, some of us much more recent than others, your parents, grandparents, whoever, maybe it was yourself as an adult, you were brought to the baptismal font. And the pastor said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As in the days of Noah, there are many people perishing. We are born perishing. As if we were the ones in the floodwaters. But in the baptism, you are brought into the ark of the church. In fact, that's why if you go go into an older church... The top of the church is kind of like this. It's because it's like an upside down ship. What's right above that ceiling fan? The steeple and the cross. Well, the steeple is like the mast on a ship. So, you know, next week in Pirates of the Caribbean comes out. And they're going to have a, you'll see the flag on there. And it's going to have, might be a skull and crossbones or whatever for a pirate flag. That's to let you know they're following the pirate's way. We have a cross reminding everyone that we follow the way of the cross. Then, right next to the sign, we have a bell. Old ships, when they'd ring the bell, they'd ring it in to let you know the ship came in from sea and they'd ring it when it set sail. We, well, we don't ring that. We usually do the organ or whatever, but... Similarly, we are ringing the bell in, let you know that the church, which is the ark of the church, is setting in. 
And the bell rings again to let us know we're out to do the mission again. And that's why, and even the na- we even have a part of the place, it's called the nave. That's ship terminology. The church did that intentionally to remind you that in the waters of baptism, you were saved from the wrath of God, the wrath that we deserve on account of our sin. And we were brought into the church. Now, if you've ever seen, if you, how many, by curiosity, how many of you have seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay, it is a, it's a fun movie, it really is. And you can listen to some old, great, great soundtrack. But anyways, at the, towards the, there's some great Christian imagery in the movie. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but I do know that the guy that acts, acts as Peter Quill is actually a very strong, conservative Christian, and he's very vocal about it, but he makes too much money for Hollywood for them to ostracize him. They like, Hollywood likes money more than their politics. You'll learn, because he makes them like billions of dollars. Uh, but anyways, um, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where Groot, who's a character who only ever says, I am Groot, that's the only thing he can say. He stretches out his arms, and he's a tree. He stretches out his arms, a tree, to sacrifice himself that everyone else lives. And just before it, he says, for the first time, we are Groot. See, we as a church... We get a lot of strange people in the church, me included. Very, I'm, I'm the chief of it. God brings all these strange, unusual people, throws us together. None of us looks alike. And he makes us a family through the blood of Christ in the waters of baptism. We who are losers in our sin. By the blood of Jesus are made champions, victors over sin, death, and the devil. The righteous for the unrighteous through the blood of Christ. So as the fourth verse, actually I'm going to go to the first verse of that hymn. And by the way, go back home and, or whenever you get a chance, just pull up the hymn and look up the hymn and read the full thing. It is such an awe. It is, on my opinion, Everybody knows the Mighty Fortress, which is a great hymn, but I think this is the best hymn Luther ever did. Dear Christians, one and all, rejoice with exaltation springing and with united heart and voice and holy rapture singing. Do you know what the word rapture means? We think, we hear the rapture, we think, oh, that means the end of the world. No, it's a much cooler word. Rapture means in an exceedingly great Joy, a joy that, can, that is so great you cannot experience it on this earth. So hear it as, with exaltation springing and with united heart and voice and with an exceedingly great holy joy singing, proclaim the wonders God has done, how his right arm, the victory won, what price our ransom cost him. What a reason to rejoice. We who are losers, who are doomed for death, destruction, are brought into the Christ's church, brought to salvation. And now comes the last part of that quote from the movie. 
He says, today it is giving us something. It is giving us a chance. Rocket Raccoon responds. Yes, it's one movie where a conversation between a talking raccoon and a talking tree will make you cry. But anyways, Rocket Raccoon responds, to do what? Peter responds, to actually care for a change. Although he uses a different language I won't use in church. And I am not going to stand by and watch as billions of lives are being wiped out. We are in the safety of the church. We are children of God. We are destined for salvation, and yet there are billions who are not, who are condemned. Your job is not to sit by idly, but to tell people of your faith. There are so many people, and don't just look as to whether or not they have a membership in a church. Look at whether have they been to church in the last year. Based upon averages, if you go out to lunch today with a random five people in Ida County, you are the only one who was in church today. There's plenty of work to do. There are people perishing. And you are here to speak the words, to draw them into the ark of the church where there is salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keeping the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Please stand. We confess our faith in the words of the God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus.